Hey everyone, welcome to the Agape Seed Ministry Podcast. I am Reverend Dr. James A. Kaikanal, and I would like to thank you for listening. Please share this podcast and enjoy the word. To God be the glory. To get the strategy, we looked at Joshua. Joshua worshiped. Okay, then he asked the Lord to speak to him. All right, and the Lord revealed to him and said, See, I've given you the city of Jericho. It's king and it's mighty men of valor. How many folk know when you're in faith, you see it before it actually comes to pass? That's why it's not enough emphasis on faith. Praise God. I know when we first got a hold of the faith message, praise God, and we began to get inspired. This is long before we started the church, long before I left our church. And I started watching Dr. Price, and I started watching him faithfully on Sunday mornings. Praise God. And I got so exciting about his teaching that as I listened to him, I was just sharing with, you know, members of our old congregation, praise God, that I grew up in. And, you know, we just had a social fun. I said, have you seen this guy, uh, Dr. Price, Pastor Frederick Casey Price? And somebody said, yeah, all he just do is teach on faith. Praise God. I said, well, by that response, I knew I wasn't supposed to say no more. Amen. Because sometimes people will tell you, if you can engage them in conversation or not. And so I just shut it down, amen. But I said, I don't care what they say. I'm going to follow that man. And when I say follow him, I'm going to study what he's teaching. And it was through his teaching on faith that impacted my life. One of the things that he was emphasizing was the fact that God has no respect of persons. And God just don't want to bless some and not bless others. But anybody who applied the word of God to their life, you can, if you work the word, the word will work for you. Now, you know, that's my original saying. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, your pastor said, if you work the word, the word will work for you. Amen. Praise God. And so having said that, I watched that and God began to, uh, that message really began to get a hold of me. I began to get a hold of that. I began to apply the principles of faith to my life and it transformed my life. It very much so that when God eventually revealed to me that he was calling me to pastor a church, not to assume a pastor, but to be the founder of the pastor, praise God. And once we went forth, that message was the foundational message of that really teaching that really established the church along with prayer and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Those three essential things. And we have literally, according to Romans, the first chapter, we have this church has lived from faith to faith. All right. But I found out in the book of Psalms, not only do we live from faith to faith, but we live from strength to strength. Not only that, but I found out if you read, I think it's in Psalms 84 verse 7, but it says this, as your days goes, so shall your strength be. Watch this now. As your days go, in other words, as you continue to leave, live with each passing day, praise God, we should not really lose strength, but God will give us strength for our journey. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So it's so important that you understand these principles because if you're going to live a successful lifestyle, we are not supposed to be sometimes up and sometimes down. Sometimes we are on the mountaintop, sometimes we're in the valley, but it should never change our thought process because even in the valley, tell you, even in the valley, you still can win. 
You can't stay up on the mountaintop forever, but God allows you to go down in the valley because there's some down, people that's down in the valley that needs to hear your testimony and needs to see the victorious life that you're living so you can help them to understand that God has no respect of persons. And if God brought you out, he can bring them out. We should never live life so that we become so caught up in ourselves that we are insensitive or we don't think about nobody else. You are not here, praise God, to an island unto yourself. You are supposed to be in here. It never ceases to amaze me how people can come on a Sunday morning, coming from a whole week since the last time we saw each other, come be a part of the worship service, all right, get a word, be imparted, and then just pick up and leave and don't say nothing to nobody. That, 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 I've always watched that. I don't say all the time that I'm observing, but you should at least engage somebody. Say, hi, how you doing? How was your day? Can, you know what? I, I, I was just thinking the other day about three weeks ago, and this thought came up. Life is short. Make a difference. Hey, you like that? Yeah, I'm going to get a T-shirt like that. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, pastor, put it out there. It's his. Let him get paid for it. Yeah, li yeah life is short. Make a difference. You, don't, you know, listen, tomorrow's not promised to you. Amen. Praise God. Do we have children's church? All right. Sister, sister, um, what's, what's in there? Huh? How old is your baby? Sister Debbie? Can we, uh, she can go on down there. Amen. Somebody escort her down there to children's church. Go ahead, baby. Yeah. Yeah, she's she ready to go, too. She ain't even looking back at her grandmama. She just, I'm gonna, Ma, let me go. They're going to take on. Amen. Y'all know how we used to do when we was in school? You know? Well, some of y'all saw, oh, you remember when you was in kindergarten, in the first grade. Anybody, I remember kindergarten. Kindergarten was a struggle to separate from your mama. And even though it was a half day, praise God, you know, uh, the teacher was so nice in front of your mother. You anybody remember that? Anybody remember? She was so nice. Just, come on, baby. Come on, this and that. As soon as mama got, get over there, sit down. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mrs. Malone, God bless you. I hope you're in heaven. That was, mama, that was my kindergarten teacher. I remember all of my teacher's name. You remember her sister, uh, Doris, Sister Malone? Amen. She's shaking like, yeah, I really, I'm just going to say amen. Amen. <laughs> Having said that, Listen to this. Having said that, we're at a point that, that Joshua worship, we understand in the 13th chapter of the book of Acts, why they ministered unto the Lord. Okay, now I'm pointing these, okay, specifics out for us to be able to incorporate in our own personal life. You see what I'm saying? It's not just for Sunday morning. As they ministered unto the Lord, as they read the word, as they prayed, as they sung songs unto the Lord, then the Holy Ghost says, separate me now, Barnabas and Saul, for the work that I've called you to. It's interesting because he says, he doesn't say Paul, he says Saul. Isn't that something? Because when he says Saul, praise God, Saul really was in transition, but he hadn't got there yet. If you notice, there's several people who have had name changes in Scripture. The reason why is this because whatever name that they was born with, it wasn't the divine purpose that they were ultimately going to fulfill. Saul becomes Paul. Okay, later on. And you can look at Abraham. Not Abraham, but you can look at several. Jacob who is the deceiver, the supplanter. Y'all know what that means in today's vernacular? He was, he, you know, he had game. He was a hustler. He would play you. 
But when he had an encounter with God, tell you that he had an encounter with God, he discovered that his arms were too short to box with God. And his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. In other words, one of the prince of God. Amen. Ask your neighbor, do you recognize your name has been changed yet? Amen. Praise God. You who are a sinner, listen to this. I want you to understand, because this, this is a misconception. <laughs> you know, and especially in the traditional mindset, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. I don't want to hear anybody say that in this church. Okay, once you embrace the Lord Jesus Christ, if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, the Bible says, if you will say with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. How can you be saved but yet be a sinner? How can you be saved and still yet be a sinner? That's an insult. That's a slap in God's face. All right, the eternal sacrifice, the one who bled, suffered, and died and got up on the third day. When you believe in him, praise God, he changed your status, okay, from being a sinner to being a child of the most high God. Any believers here, any children of the most high God, amen. You cannot serve a dual purpose. You are no longer a sinner saved by God. You was a sinner, past tense saved by grace but now that you're a believer you are a child of God amen now now watch this in this I want to keep my point because I want to get to where I'm going they ministered unto the Lord the Bible says in the fifth chapter of the book of second Samuel you know when David became king over all of Israel and I told you about that anytime there's an increased elevation or promotion in the life of the believer listen to this <laughs> devil also increases his attack all right, he multiplies it. You know where when you first got saved, you might have had attack in a single area. But when you start going in the thing of God, the devil gets mad and he's going to try to do everything he possibly can. He's going to multiply attack. He's going to attack your finances. He might attack your body. He might attack your children. All right, I'm trying to inform you, even though he increases the attack, the grace of God increases as well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm so glad I'm not where I used to be. And he brought me from, tell him if I was in a traditional church, tell him if I was in a traditional church, I would say that he brought me from a mighty long way. Oh, here, okay, 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 okay. Let me correct this now. Let me correct this. Just like you are no longer sinner saved by grace, when you really come into the saving knowledge of the truth, you are no longer a Methodist, a Baptist, a Catholic. Okay, you're a believer. Now, I know what happens is we incorporate some of the traditional ways and sayings in this life. But no, you're, you're a believer. When, when you, um, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking those denominations because, you know, they are systems of belief. But people ask me all the time, where do you go to church? And I tell them, I don't even tell them I'm the pastor. I just tell them, praise God, I go to a church in Patterson, 76 Wall Street, Agape, and before long, sometimes they fear, hey, you the pastor. <laughs> and then I said, you know what? You just blew my undercover. I was just, un I was surveilling this place. We've been nine months under surveillance. We was getting ready to make a bus. Now we got to go all the way back. Shut the operation. I was downtown. I was downtown on Wednesday paying my taxes. Okay, you know how you pay the taxes the day before? Okay, 
the day before your name would be publicized the day after. And everybody know you was late, you was delinquent. <laughs> so I was, I got down there, to, I think though, I don't know if the office closed 4, 4, 30. I got there about 3.35. And I got out the car. When I got, I mean, the line was out the door. I said, oh my God. I said, this will never, ever happen again. I will come two days before. I ain't coming, I ain't coming one. I will come two days before. Amen. So, I, you know, I hooked up with some. It's always good, you know, because, you know, you feel bad. You got to pay taxes. I don't know about you. I just don't want to give them my money. So I was just, thank you, Dick. Amen. Friends, you're going to keep redeeming yourself. But now watch this. Watch this. So I got with somebody that I knew we were in line. We were just talking. And the security guard comes out. And the security guard says, all of those who have a certified check, you can come with me. Now, you know, I heard him. You know, I'm talking, but I heard him. I didn't even tell the person, I'll see you later. I said, excuse me, I got to go. <laughs> Amen. That followed up in there. And, you know, when you got a certified check and you're prepared to pay, they have chairs waiting for you to sit down. Yeah, that's true. So they have about four people ahead of me, right? So the security guard, he says, he comes up to me. He says, you're a reverend. So I act like I didn't hear what he said. He says, did you, excuse me, did you, you're a reverend. And uh, I says, yes. He says, you're Reverend Kuykendall. I said, man, don't let anybody know I'm down here. Don't let anybody know I'm late with them. Come on. He says, I watch you on television. So I told the person that I left outside, so they finally came in. I said, do you see this guy? He even knows me. I said, do you see this young lady here? He says, yes. Now, she's younger than me, but she looks older than me. So I said, uh, I said yeah, when we were in grade school, she was in the eighth grade, and I was in the second grade. He says, really? I said, look at her. Who looks the youngest? So he says, I ain't going to answer that question. I said, okay, good. Short of the long, when they call me in, Praise God, I gave him all my paperwork, gave him the certified check, gave him the notice and everything, and they put it in the computer, and guess what happens? They come back and they said, this has been paid. Now only a third, because I got some haters up in here. I know I got some haters. They said, this has been paid, and you got a $900 credit. I said, I'm only going to ask you one more time because I don't want to be confused. What did you say? She said, read it for yourself. Reverend, this has been paid. And you have a $900 credit. So I said, well, since you put everybody on blast, I'm... The question I was going to ask you personally, but I'm going to make it privately. Does this mean that I am tax exempt? She said, well, we ain't going that far. She said, I'll see you next quarter. You big ass. I said, okay. I walked out of there, praise God. And so, you know, I came home. I was going to tell her the cat. I said, no, I ain't going to tell her tonight just in case it's a mistake. I don't want her to third degree me. Praise God. And so I told her, I think a couple of days, I said, you know, when I went down to pay the bill, you know what she said? She said, listen, she said, she said I think I paid online. I said, well, sweetheart, I said, listen, we pay, we up. She said, now, nah. she had like, she got to tell me what to do. She said, you're going to put the check back into the bank? I said, it's my money. I pay, do what I want to do. It's, it's my money. How many folk know I'm going to put that bad boy on hold? 
for the next quarter. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, the year 2019 increased the more. Money cometh. Debt cancellation. David inquired of the Lord. The Lord gave him this strategy. Go up. They beat the Philistines. Philistines regroup. They come back. David again, watch the pattern. David inquires again, should I go up? He says, no, don't go up. That's why we have to check in with God every day. Okay? You can't, you got to develop a relationship with him. And God says, I want you to encircle around your enemy. Don't go up. If David would have not inquired, he would have missed the strategy. Are you listening to me? He'll give you a strategy, a winning strategy for every victory. We know last time we taught David did not follow the pattern. He broke the pattern because the Lord had told, okay, Joshua, he said, listen. He said, don't take anything from the city. The first belongs to God. Say this to me. The first always belongs to God. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your what? Oh, help me preach. But in all my ways. Okay, the Bible says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your what? He said, honor the Lord. Oh, verse 9 says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits. There it is again. Of all, anything that comes in, take his first off the top. Don't think second or third. Tell your neighbor, said neighbor, God is a real gangster when it comes to his stuff. He wants his first. Don't regulate, don't play with God's stuff. Now the Lord had instructed Joshua to command the people, but the guy Achan thought, like some of us, we think we get away with stuff. God sees what you're doing. He took of the, listen, the th watch this now. The thing that was of God becomes the accursed thing. Same principle applies to you. When you take God, listen, uh-uh, don't, listen, I know some people, listen, some people have found in the 26th chapter of the book of Leviticus, if you borrow from God, that you're supposed to add a fifth to 26, but most of you are not disciplined to do that. Just give God his stuff. Don't talk about I'm going to give 20 cents, I'm going to add more. No, you're just barely paying your tithes now. You're talking about I'm going to add some more. Don't be late with God's stuff. Give it to him. And I'm telling you, he's, he's able to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, keep the window open. If you keep the window open, he'll keep the blessings flowing that you will reach the point that you won't have room enough to receive. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, God's intent and God's purpose for this year in this house is to break the spirit of poverty off of us. I'll say it again. God's purpose and God's intent is to break the spirit of poverty off of us. Break generational curses off of us. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if we can hold fast to his word, we're on our way to our wealthy place. How, how many need more? How many want more? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I was meditating. So I said, Lord, okay, I gave him what you gave. The Lord says, now, tell them this. This is where I want to go to the seventh chapter. He says, tell them that it will not happen all at once. It will not happen instantly. 
but it'll happen little by little. He says, because when he talks to the children of Israel, he talks about the seven nations that are more mightier than them, okay, that he's already given them in their hand, but they're going to have to work it out. They're going to have to fight it out. It does not, even though God has guaranteed us that we can be successful, it does not happen instantly. God says this, if he would have cleared the land of all of the occupants that were in the land, they still would have had a problem. What was the problem? The problem is, is that the wild animals would have multiplied and they would have populated the land. He says what, what he does is with Israel, he grows them. He increases them in increments so they can fight the battle every step of the way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want you to catch the strategy. Yes, the victory is, the, ba the battle is already won. The victory is already won, but you fighting battles along the way. Are you listening to me? The thing that we have that blesses us, if you've been saved any length of time, I want you to reflect back over God's track record in your life. I want you to look back and see how, not just how far he brought you from. I want you to examine that if God had not been on your side, praise God, when your back was up against the wall, when the odds were stacked against you, if God had not been there, you wouldn't be here to testify today. Can I get a witness, somebody? Tell your neighbor, said, neighbor, I got to give God praise. I got to give him glory. Because if it hadn't, tell him, I, I look, tell him, look at yourself. Testify, say, yeah, I know I look good. I look cute. I know. I spent money on my hair. I spent money on my outfit. Tell him, you're looking at the outward pairs, but if God had not been with me, I wouldn't be here today. He freed me from generational curses. The thing that was in my bloodline to curse me when I came to Jesus. I was washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm set free. Talk to your neighbor and say, your neighbor, say, neighbor, I make no apologies if I go off in a praise. When I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I think about the fact all that God's done for me, I'm liable to have a praise breakthrough, break out. And I thank God that pastors allowed me in the sanctuary to make some noise while I reflect upon the goodness of God. I could have been cut off from the land of the living, but I kept on believing that one day goodness was going to show up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why sometimes you got to walk. It's got to be you and God. It's amazing how we always want to bring somebody or a group of folk to be with us all the time. And God is saying, when are you just going to give time for me and you? I, I, I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you and your friends. I will talk to your friends one-on-one, -on -one, but I want to spend time with you. I want you to talk to me. See, I, I'm, I, the reason why I am the way I am and I do what I do, because I'm letting you know I'm free. I'm free. I'm saved. If Christ was to come right now, okay, I'd be raptured. If he called me to him, 
I'll just drop this body to go. I'm free. I'm free of people. So I could care what, I'm nice, but I could care what people think. I don't make it on what you think about me. I make it about what he thinks about me and what I embrace. Are you hearing me? So in this, I want you to get this. Listen to this. Write this down. Write this down. I want you to catch this. The initial conquest of the land of Israel would be sudden. Watch this now. But the, sen- the settlement and complete conquest would be a gradual process. It, it's gradual. It, it, it's, it, it's not instant. It's not microwave. It's little by little. Now, let, let me say this to you. Listen to this. God gives us just a little time to celebrate. So when you get a victory, you, 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 you incorporate that in the victories that have already been won. But you don't, listen to this, but you don't do it for the rest of your life on that one thing. Now here's the reason why. We find the answer, thank you Father. We find the answer in, in the fifth chapter of the book of, of Samuel when, when David and Israel win over the Philistines, okay? It's a typology, if you will, Matthew, of the fourth chapter book of Luke, the 13th chapter, after Jesus had won successfully. The Bible, the Bible says that Satan departed for a season. Okay, a season means that it's just for a season. Now, what is he doing? If you follow the, 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 the format or the order of the Philistines, they re, he's regrouping. Okay, now remember this. If you won, when he comes back again, he never comes back the same. How do I know that? 12th chapter of the book of Matthew. When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he goes seeking to and fro in dry places, all right, and finds no rest. All right, he can't find nowhere to settle. So when he comes back, okay, he comes back with seven spirits that are more wicked than him. He needs some reinforcement. Now, if you'll notice, and I thank God for the teaching of Marilyn Hickey, because he, see, because if you read the text, you think it's just personal. And it is, but it's more than just personal. She also discovered that he's talking generational. So once you get a breakthrough, you don't just get a breakthrough for just you. You get a breakthrough for your line. For your generation. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So that's why I tell your neighbor, said neighbor, that's why you got to keep him out. Now, now uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to prepare, just trying to mull over some things for tomorrow night and dressing, you know, the young lady's, okay, uh, uh, transition, because she, she was just 29 years old. So, so we're, we're baffled, we're, we're puzzled. You know, we're looking for answers. And, and the Lord said to me, he said, I don't know, about two weeks ago, I, I was reading the New York Times, and, and they were talking about the millennial generation. And they were talking about how there was such a lack of them being part of a faith. That they're not in church. I said, oh my God. I said, okay. You know, and I was just one. I said, okay. So when I start putting this stuff together, but the Lord says, he says, 
the article is to what I've read so far, it's, it's accurate. It's an accurate assessment of today's generation. He said, but listen, before today's generation, he says this, before the mountains were ever brought forth, before the earth and the, the, earth and the world was even formed, even from everlasting to everlasting, I'm, I am God. I've been God to all generations. He says to every generation, I've been God. He says, now I said this, he said, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get older, they will not depart. Now, I don't know what state it is. I'm not, that she's not, the, the, today's subject is not, but I'm just drawing that now. I want to encourage you parents, don't give up. First of all, don't give up on God. Second of all, don't give up on your child. Don't give up on your children. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, the Bible says, they that error shall come into the knowledge of truth. If they veered off and God is watching over his word, come on, somebody. Because there's all kind of ideologies and philosophies and stuff, psychologies that's out there. But if they are the fruit of your womb, he says, I will bless the fruit of your womb. That's why I ain't giving up on my daughter. I ain't giving up on my grandson. I was downtown this week, and, and my grandson calls me. So, you know, I have to time when I'm going to talk with him because he thinks he's a pseudo-intellectual, you know. And I said, you know, you really think, okay, yeah. So I didn't answer the first time. And the second time when he calls, hey, man, what's going on? What's happening? He said, can I see you for a minute? Uh, I said, since I'm on the church, I'm going to tell the truth. Uh, yes. <laughs> when do you? He says, I'm right down the street. I said, oh, okay. so you spotted me out to see. Okay, I got you. So I'm looking. I'm searching. I'm checking. See how do I need? Does he need money? Is he gonna bring me my money? What is he gonna do? I'm trying to get set, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get position because I don't know where he's coming from. So I'm sitting out there right on the steps. He rolls up, gets out the car, but guess what? He came out. He said, "I came to give this to you from from my mother." I said, "What?" So he put a little paper in my hand. So you know how you like try to play it off. You know, you just take it, but you really want to just leave out here, just turn so I can. When I count, guess what? It was a seed offering of $50. Now, that was from, wait, wait, wait. That was from my daughter. She was just saying, Dad, I told you that I was going to reach out to you when I got back because last Sunday was Father's Day. And I just wanted you to know I didn't forget about you. I just wanted you. So when she was talking, God was saying, I'm watching on my word. He said, you put, put her in the basket. Put in the basket. Put the word over her. I'm bringing her around. I'm preaching to somebody. I'm saying, don't give up on God. Lift your hand and say, I ain't going to give up on God. Because God ain't going to give up on me. He's not going to give up on my children. My grandchildren. I'm going to live long enough to see them come into the full knowledge of the truth. If I'm preaching anybody, lift your hand and say, me too, me too. Hallelujah. Give him a praise in the house. 
Some of them might have to stray away, but they're coming back. The straying is not greater than the power of God. Are you listening to me? I look at this boy here, Eric. He in the house. Praise God. Listen, this boy, listen, this is the Doris son, y'all. We baptized that boy a couple of weeks ago. He went down in the water. Amen. I ain't never baptized him. Come on, get, listen. He might not, listen, that's somebody else's son, but act like it was your son. Reach out your neighbor and say, me too, me too. My son is coming in. My daughter's coming back. My grandkids are coming back. Hallelujah. In the text, verse 1, he talks about the seven nations that are more greater and more mightier than him. All right? He says here, all right, Deuteronomy 7, chapter verse 1, the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess. He says when. Everybody say when. when. All right? So in other words, he's telling when. All right? When it happens. When it happens. He says, and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gerasites, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Pezrites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, seven nations, any other knights is up in there, include them too. All right, and my, they're greater and mightier than you. Listen, watch this. God says our enemy is greater than mightier than you, but we don't have to worry about them being greater than mightier than us as long as our God is greater than our enemy. As long as your God, Sister Hollis, is greater, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Listen, the scripture says, whether by few or whether by many, praise God, you still got your victory. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if it's just you and God alone, you still make the majority. Sometimes God will send help. Sometimes he won't send help. The time he doesn't send help, he wants you to depend totally on him. Can I get a witness? Lift your hand and say, my God, whatever way you want to work it out. I thank you in advance for my victory. I thank you in advance for my breakthrough. I thank you in advance for my advancement. Hallelujah. Even the secret things I hear the Spirit of God says that you've committed and you've told nobody else. God says, I'm going to take care of that too. Some things you can't tell. Because some folk can't tell, can't, can't stand your rawness. They can't stand how the real thing about you. So some stuff you tell, you got to kind of layer it up and dress it up. Tell your neighbor, say, hey, look at him, look at him, square in the face, say, you really wouldn't be able to stand me if you really knew me. Tell him, if you really knew me, the real me, so you just see the church me now. I'm smiling, I'm giving God praise, but if you really, really knew what I was thinking, even about you, you wouldn't stand me. Hallelujah. If I, but Deacon Janabo really knew what I thought about him. Hey, I love you, son. I love you. Remember, your mother and your father and I got a deal. They said, watch over my boy. They said, what I have permission, they said, Tez, tell him anytime you get out of line and call me later. Amen. Sister Benet, I'm with you. I love you. All right, you have any problems? You know my number. Amen. If he don't listen to me, he'll sure enough listen to Elder Kathy. Amen. I look at Reverend Brown. Reverend Brown comes up. He's doing a whole lot of stuff. He's trying to do stuff. Good stuff. 
I talked to him. He act like he hear me. And then as soon as I said, I'm going to talk to all the cats. Oh, no, no, don't talk to him. I said, I said, man, what's wrong with you? Man up. You act like my wife got a Jezebel spirit. I'm the king. I'm the man. You should be fearing me. Seven nations. Everybody says seven nations. Now watch this. Verse 3. Watch this. Verse 2, verse 3. He says, and when they, Lord your God, delivers them in over to you. So there's a prediction here. There's a a prophecy that your enemy will eventually be delivered into your hands. Anybody understand that? You shall conquer them and utterly destroy them and you shall make no covenant and with them nor show mercy to them nor shall you make marriages with them. In other words, once you defeat them, don't make no agreement with them. Don't marry them. Don't merge with them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, here's the New Testament counter, counter uh, a scripture to that. Go with me to Luke. I mean, Second um, Chronicles. Second Chronicles. No, uh, Corinthians. Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Amen. Praise God. You can't listen. When you come into the kingdom of God, you can't live a compromising lifestyle. Hello, somebody. Amen. Now, let me say this. Some of us have been in relationships long before we got saved. But at some point in time, you're going to have to make a decision. If the people that you were in allegiance with, okay, before you got saved, now watch this. This is not talking about marriage, but you hung out with, if they're not heading your direction, sooner or later, you're going to have to cut the tides. Because you will be involved in unequally yoked relationships. Now, I'm not talking, I ain't trying to break up nobody's marriage because the marriage is different. Matter of fact, if I can go a little step further, let me, before I get to that, where I'm going to go to, let me say this for all of you married folk. If you get saved and your mate is unsaved, the scripture takes care of the unsaved mate through your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the the one that is saved because you know the Lord, your mate is covered under your relationship. I'm going to teach you how to pray for them, and I'm going to teach you how to live before them. Are you listening to me? Listen, I'm a a product and I'm a living witness of my mother's life. My mother, praise God, was saved for the first 25 years of my life. My daddy was a functional alcoholic. My father was a laborer. He worked. He did what he had to do. Can I go a little step further? He was out there, and I can talk about my daddy. My daddy was somewhat like a little player out there. He was, you know, he had it going on. He was the man. Are you listening to me? Where he messed up was that he married a sanctified woman. A woman that began to pray for him, began to intercede for him, began to fast for him in a state of stupidness, in a state of drunkenness. There was times that he would come home and just cry like a fool. Praise God. But she did not give up on him. She didn't pack her bags and leave. She just kept on praying. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, it's something about a believer that they just keep on praying. They stop whining. They stop complaining. They stop murmuring. But they just keep on praying. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if you're going through anything, just keep on praying. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. If you read it in the Hebrew text, it says, keep on. Tell your neighbor, keep on praying. Don't give up on your prayer. God God is watching over his word to perform it. But tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if God ain't got no respect of persons, what he did for Maddie Mae Baines Kirkendall, he'll do for you. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, one day my daddy woke up 
One day, praise God, he became sober. And one day, praise God, he got up on a Sunday morning. My mother asked, she said, where are you going? She said, I'm going to church with you. Tell your neighbor, said, neighbor, praise God, prayer will work after a while. It'll be manifested after a while. My mother didn't give up on him. My mother kept on praying for him. And then one day, tell your neighbor, said, one day, not only did he come to church, but one day, praise God, pastor, no, we don't even know what pastor was preaching. But after, when they gave the altar call, praise God, they were sitting on the left side of the church. The man got up. Praise God. And while he was getting up, praise God, because he was the first one up, he began, and as he's walking, he began to lift his hands on his way to the altar. I surrender. I give up. I give you my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, don't give up on what you're praying for, what you're believing God for. And if you don't do that, what God promised, it shall come to pass. Look at somebody and say, don't give up on what you're praying for. Hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering. God's going to bring it to pass. He's going to save our sons. He's going to save our daughters. He's going to save our loved ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes you might not get the benefits of what you pray for, but you can get the results. She didn't get to spend a lot of time with my dad saved. Praise God. The other, the second wife, after she died, got it. But the thing is, they all made it in. Biological mama, stepmother, and I'm still here doing the work of the Lord. Don't, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Listen, listen. I didn't find out until the day, eight years after my dad, after my mother passed. I picked up one of my mother's dear friends. We headed to the to, we're headed to the church. I'm getting ready to get ordained. She gets into the car and she looks at me. She says, how are you? I said, I'm good. You good? She says, yes. She says, Maddie, prayed for this day. She says, what are you talking about, Miss Ebbs? Miss Ebbs was a, a prominent kindergarten teacher here in the school district. You remember that? Amen. Tell your name. She, yeah, amen. School 13 alumni. Where you at? Where you at? Amen. That's Amen. All right, don't make because we got little haters up in here. Amen. Praise God. You know, the school too, that was special. They had all them four. Amen. She says, Maddie, I said, what are you talking about, Miss? She said this. She says, Maddie, pray that you would become a lighthouse in this city. Amen. I said, what? I said, Miss Evans, do you know what you're really saying? That's the piece to the puzzle that now completes the picture why I couldn't leave Patterson. See, God was watching over his word to perform it, even though she had to part. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, pastor, we're all pastors really saying that whatever you're praying for, God will honor it, whether you're here or whether you're caught off the glory. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you might be one that might not see what you're praying for. You might not see your son and daughter, but that don't mean that God is not going to stop working. I want somebody that really trusts God and say, Father, I thank you. That you're going to save my family. I thank you that you're going to save my son and my daughter. I give you praise. For you, as a matter of fact, for you who are single and ain't got no baby, start thanking God now for when you have your baby, your children are going to be saved. Come on, grandchildren. Hallelujah. Listen to this. I only got a little bit of time. Let me finish this. The Bible says this. The sixth chapter of the book of 
2 Corinthians, verse 14. This is why you don't make no allegiance, no covenant. You don't marry. Okay, the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. 2 Corinthians 6, chapter, verse 14. Together with unbelievers. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, the time will come that if you're a believer and you're in, and you're in cahoots or you're attached to unbelievers, you're going to have to break that bond if they're if they not coming your direction because they will hinder you in your growth. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Somebody said, oh, I don't know why he has to go there because it's the Bible. It says, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with dark? You know light and dark ain't in the same space. Is that right? I, whether you agree with it or not, I can prove it to you. All right, first chapter of the book of Genesis. All right? The darkness hovered over the face of the earth. All right? Gross darkness. And when the Spirit of God came forth, he said, let there be light. Soon as light came, darkness had to flee. Soon as you become enlightened, come on, somebody. Praise God, if you're working with un, un, dark folk, you can't keep, continue to hang out because they want to take you to dark places. And once the light of God starts to increase, you're going to stand out. Am I preaching to anybody here? I, listen, I'm talking from my own experience. It's bad. It's bad to have the glory of God on your life to be marked. And then you're trying to cover it up. It's bad. I tell you that, it's just bad. Amen. You go to the club. You try to fit in like you wanted them. You try to learn all the latest dances. Watch me, young folk, bouncing and doing all that stuff. I mean, some of y'all can really do that stuff. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you still going to look like you out of place. It's bad to be in the club. It's bad to be getting down. And somebody say, hey, what church you go to? <laughs> you act like you don't hear. And then you, how many folk know you got some crazy folk in the world? You got some crazy folk in the church. Hey, brother, did you hear what I said? What church? What are you asking me that for? I was in a, listen, listen, this is the truth. I ain't got that much time. I was in the service. I was in the military. Every New Year's Eve, no matter where I was at, no matter what I was doing, I would come out of the club. Now, I'm not living the life. I'm trying to be cool with the folk that's in the world. But I would take my group and they say, Kate, what you doing? I said, man, come on, just shut up, just follow me. And I would pull them out. Pull them out. Come here, bro. Hey, man, you new member now. You family. You family. Okay. Pull them out. Come here, Sister Carol. Come here, you talk. Hey, man. Bring them out. They said, wait. Where you going? Just hush. Be quiet. Grab hands. Father, in the name of Jesus. This, this is outside the club, y'all. Outside the club. Father, I thank you that you have blessed us. Yes. I thank you, God, that this old year is going out and this new year is coming in. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go back in the club. It was in me. It's in our children. Where Isaiah at? You see that Isaiah? Kareem, it's in you. Okay. Do you, you hear me? Okay. Now, be cool, because you know I will find you and expose you to your boys out there. You know that, right? Hey, he belongs to Agape. 
He grew up in this church. Who are you? Hey, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm his second father. Hello. And they know, they know I'm a little crazy, amen? My grandson told, my grandson told y'all that, right? Yeah, he, he said he, he don't want to admit it, yeah. Grandson, one Sunday, he's going to come up on me. We're trying to talk to him and everything, so he's going to try to rise up. You know, I said, oh, it's like that? I've been waiting for this opportunity, and I'm glad you gave me the invitation. See, when you deal with them guys like that, you don't be doing all that talking. You got to go right into action. Come here, Isaiah. And I'm through. Come on. Come here, Isaiah. Come on up here. Come here a uh, little bit. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on. You got a little weight on you. Come on up here. Hurry up. Amen. Little bit. You but a witness. Come on over here. You come in. Amen. I know you got your friend this morning. Come on. You just witnessed it all that. Amen. She'll be the witness. So you grab this joker like this. You grab that joker like that. And what you do, you learn how to put your weight down on them bad boys. <laughs> I put my weight down on my son. Get off of me. Get off of me. I say, you little punk, who you rising up on? I get off you when I'm ready to get off on you. He didn't know my shoulder was hurting. My arm was hurting. I was just saying, Lord, help me to keep this front until he get out of my sight. When he finally walked out that door, I said, oh, my God. Lord, help me. Y'all the family. I love y'all. These guys are going to help me get their generation back. That's why I really call them. We're going to get out of here. Y'all going to help me? Yeah, yeah. We got to get that generation back. All right? Yep. Amen. All right. Praise God. They look like twins. What's, what's, now, what do you call your hairstyle? I don't know. What's that? What, what do you call that hairstyle? Okay. What is, do you know, what do you call that? They don't even know. All right, just, just, listen, the Bible says, watch this. Do not be unequally yoked. And I'm thrilled. Watch, watch. It says, watch. It says, and what accord has Christ with Belial, or what part has a believer with unbelievers? See, this is what God was saying, referring to what we just read in Deuteronomy. That's why he did not want them to make any allegiance, any agreement, no marriages with them. When we are joined with unholy people, they, if we don't influence them, they will begin to influence us. Ain't nothing wrong with going to the club. Remember, we, did, we ain't going to do it. Listen, so that when you're not drinking, now you ain't getting high. But here's what they'll say. Ain't nothing wrong with dancing. That's what they'll say. Okay? And then one thing you know, you fall right back into the old patterns. But see, watch what the Bible says. Watch what the Bible says. And we'll pick back up on this. Watch what the Bible says. He says, watch this. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God as God has said. I will dwell in them and I will walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Now, what's the what he says here? Look at the charge. Look at the command. He says, come out. From among them. Be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. I'll pick back up on this next week because 
I want to talk about the blessing of obedience. There's a blessing when you are obedient to the things of God. You are not here by accident or happenstance. You are not here by mistake. I believe that God has spiritually planted you in this house to get taught the word of God. Not for you just to get blessed, but for you to be blessed to go be a blessing to somebody else. Can I get a witness, somebody? You got people coming all the way from New York and Newark. They ain't just coming just to be coming to this church. They're coming for a reason. This girl's coming back. She ain't just coming back. God's reconnecting. He's repositioning the house. Turn to your neighbor to your right and to your left. Said you were born to be a blessing. Not to yourself, but to bless others. You were born to be a blessing, to make a difference in somebody else's life. Can I get a witness, somebody? God just didn't save you and take you out of the world. There's a lot of times there's a misnomer. As soon as we start encountering trials and tribulations, we want to quit. We want to give up. We want to go away. God, take me, from, take me to heaven. No, God ain't taking you right now. Get over that. Get equipped, get perfected, get developed. For what? So you can get fit for the master's use. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, God is awesome, and he's even worse than the mafia. The mafia will make you an offer that you can't refuse. God will choose you, and you really have no other alternative but to say, yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way, God. I don't understand it. Praise God. I ain't qualified. Listen, God knew you wasn't qualified when he called you. Before your mother and your father was ever came together to form you, God knew what your abilities, what your strength, and what your weaknesses is. He says, but my grace will cover them. Anybody glad that you got grace on your life? Anybody glad the fact that grace covers your weaknesses? My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And my grace is made sufficient. He says, I will marvel. I will, I, I will boast in my infirmity. Acknowledge your infirmities. Tell them to God. But so when I'm weak, I'm also made strong. I look out among the canvas of the people here. I see no weaknesses because the grace of God covers you. I see the strength of God in each one of you. You were born to make a difference. You were born not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing to somebody else's life. I prophesy to you that in this season, God is not going to allow you to become comfortable, okay, with you just being you. But God's getting ready to stir up some people's nests. God is getting ready to take you out of your comfort zone. He's getting ready to put you in places that you're going to become uncomfortable but uneasy with but it's going to be helping you and making you perfecting you fit for the master's use can I get a witness somebody get ready tell you if you just miles to get ready pastor just release a word praise God your peace time is over praise God your comfortable zone is over God is getting ready to shake you up but prepare you for something that's greater beyond what you can think and what you can imagine come on stand to your feet and shout glory somebody Thank you once again for listening to the Agape Seed Ministries podcast. If you would like to sow a seed offering to this ministry, you can find us on Facebook on the Agape Christian Ministry Church of Patterson and hit the donate button. Or you can find us on Giblify. Please come and visit us at 76 Ward Street in Patterson, New Jersey. I promise you, you will not leave the way you came in Jesus' name.